0: Welcome to Let's Talk Canine Fitness with your hosts, Katerina Mattioli and Dr. Leslie I. Join us for the monthly podcast on all things dog fitness. Young, old, overweight, or athletic, our passion for canine fitness has you covered. Hello! Welcome to Let's Talk Canine Fitness. Hi, Katarina. Hello, hello, Leslie. How are you doing? Pretty good. Surviving summer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it's Tell been a me. bit rough
0: so far, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, we have to. It
1: will be over sometime.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but we've got Lots of new things on the horizon that we'll get to um, towards the end of this podcast. But first, we really wanted to talk about body awareness. Um, I think a lot of... That's today's topic. Yeah. We talk... We mentioned body awareness quite a bit, um, but I also hear a lot of people use the word proprioception and I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. proprioception and body awareness get used interchangeably, but they are, they, they go together, yeah. but they're quite different, right? Like, but it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. They're not the same thing. And so I do think, you know, especially if we're, if we're doing fitness or, rehab, therapeutic exercise. I think it's important for us to understand, like there is a difference between the two, even though they fit together. Um, and I think it's important to also know, like how we can work on it. Like what exercises can we do, um, to help, especially with body awareness? Um, exactly. So that's our plan. I think plan. we have
1: been talking about proprioception, right? We have yeah. been I lost years sometimes. So we, we already covered that in, a, in an episode.
0: Definitely. I, I do remember, I guess we should probably try and figure out which episode it was. And we can reference <laughs> that, to that episode so people can look that up. But um, maybe it was a mini, so it was a question. I, I can't yeah, remember. But I yeah. remember that
1: we were talking about... Um, yeah about proprioception
0: yeah so for me i think kind of the easiest way to differentiate proprioception and body awareness in my mind is proprioception is not conscious and body awareness is conscious so proprioception you're not really thinking about it body awareness you are and as a veterinarian, you are, or, you, or you have to, you would have to, <laughs> yeah. as a veterinarian, the way I remember that, or how I help always kind of remember the difference is the fact that we have a, what we call, um, uh, proprioception tests. And it is really more like a reflex almost where it's not necessarily getting to the brain. Right. Um, so it's, it's very, uh, it's unconscious. So let's actually define these terms. Cause I think that also might help people understand the difference between the two. Right. So, so body awareness is the knowledge, knowledge, consciousness (laughs) of a person's body parts along with the knowledge of what the parts can do and how to make the parts move. So it's very much like you understand, hey, I have this hand and I know what I can do with my hand. Like I know I can pick something up and I know I can move it around. Like that's body awareness versus proprioception is very much um, how the body, you know, where your hand is almost unconsciously, like almost like if you have your eyes closed, right? You know, with your eyes closed, you know how to touch your finger to your nose, right? That's proprioception. And so I think, like you had a really good example for the difference. We're talking about walking, where yeah. To me,
1: body awareness has more is more like f- using your fine motor skills. So I mean, proprioception is the maybe the ability of like I can walk. I know I it's not I don't I don't I can walk. I don't have to think how how to put one foot in front of another. But when I want to walk, want or have to walk in line so one foot in front of the other, so it's like more fine motor skills, and this is uses, you use proprioception as well, but it's more, um, you you are, you have to be conscious how to move
0: in that line. Yes, I I like that a lot, Um, and I just wanted to dive a little bit deeper on the definition, the like the scientific mm-hmm. definition of proprioception because hopefully that'll perfect all go help. for it. Yeah. Kind <laughs> of the difference. So proprioception is also known as kinesthesia and it's the sense mm-hmm. of self movement and body position. And a lot of times people think of it as a sixth sense. So it's, again, there's always this, this very much like it's just happening. You're not thinking about it. Um, it's it is um, mediated by proprioceptors, which are um, mechanosensory neurons located within the muscle, tendons, and joints. So, what there are basically three types of proprioceptors. Um, there's muscle spindles, the Golgi tendon organs, and joint receptors. And I think that's really important. Again, when we're thinking about this as like rehab therapy, because a lot of times we're having to, we are working on proprioception because there's been disuse of a body part. So we can do certain things that manipulate those proprioceptors in the body, in the muscles, in the joints um, to give the body information. Um, And at the same time, we probably are working on body awareness as well but I don't necessarily think of fitness exercises per se as working on proprioception. Is that like, what do you think, Katerina? Is that? Uh,
1: I think, I think when, when we're talking about puppies and young dogs, it's like, uh, and we're talking about um, doing uh experience experiences and then it's like like improving proprioception because it's a young dog in development but i think it's this is just possible to a certain point because we are all dif- they are all we are all different types and we have a, a different capacity so at that certain point it stops and then it's just body awareness we can improve and no longer proprioception. This is how I I quite see it.
0: Yes, I that makes so much sense to me because I because I to me the key word that you said was development because this is it is unconscious but it is it is receptors within the body. It's mechanoreceptors that are in there. We need to build those pathways that the body, you know, feels something under its paws and it starts to build those connections of what that means or um, that something is unstable under their feet. And so, you know, they have to use their muscles and fire appropriately to maintain balance. And all of that is most affected. In development and then like potentially process the growth yeah in the growth process and then potentially also like after an injury because you know after um, surgeries like joint surgeries are gonna affect those mechanoreceptors in in the joints and so you know that's what part of what we're trying to do um with you know therapies after an injury is to help those because you
1: start from zero to go back to the movement they have been able to do
0: before the injury or surgery or whatever yeah and so we do certain things to help those pathways develop like um i think about there's there's one thing that i will have people do right after TPLO surgery where i'll actually with the dog laying down you know i'll have them you know, hold just above the paw. And then with the other hand, pulse into the paw. And it doesn't really seem like, you know, people are often like, what is this doing? It's it's not doing much. But literally what it's doing is it's trying to stimulate those proprioceptors in the leg, in the, in the, all the joints, in the paw, in the toes, to imitate the forces of walking because right now the dog's not fully weight bearing right after surgery, so it's not getting those normal, um, that normal input. But by doing that as a therapy, we can help progress the development of it without having to actually weight bear. So, so that's I feel like hopefully everyone. Understands kind of proprioception and understands and like we can do stuff for it, but that it's very limited versus body awareness. I, I mean, I think is what we really which comes, uh, in, in,
1: want to talk about.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, in rehab
1: when when we have when we are back to quite normal walking, then we start working on the fine motor skills which is body awareness skills so it's 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 a chain
0: well what so let's talk about like when you when you go in and you say you just have the general category of I want to work on body awareness what is your first like what do you do first what do you what do you how do you start your process of working on body awareness uh first
1: when i when a client comes in and and they they most likely that they, they say yeah, my dog is so clumsy and and they don't know what their rear end is doing and um so i I just let them uh walk in my studio then experience um Pieces of equipment, Sensi mats, uh, low to the ground, unstable uh, equipment, platforms, etc. So I can uh, make my own image. I maybe I have a, a few coverlettes around, so so I can see what what the owner um, is feeling, and then um, we start. Uh, yeah, I get the image where where might be my the issue is. And uh, in general, when we start working on body awareness, I try to start moving the dog in different directions. So they, they learn that and we increase it. First, it's just on the ground. So they, they learn what their rear end is capable of. Uh, so it's maybe left, right, f- towards me, for, uh, away, going away, backing up backing over backing down from something uh then i increase it by doing maybe a sl- an obstacle course with sentiments inflatables coverlettes, etc like, things like this these are exercises i'm doing to increase body awareness and uh, another thing not everyone likes very much because it's it's uh maybe uh, a little bit training more training intensive they think it is is like single uh single paw targeting
0: yeah so what i realized as you're going through everything it really kind of <laughs> on like generally my feelings about body awareness too which really like i can make everything about body awareness, you know? So yeah. a lot of times when I, um, I, I tend to like occasionally write things out. And when I'm writing them out, like as a general instruction, I like to have what the goals are of the exercise in there. And, mm. and literally almost yeah. every single one, I can list body awareness as a goal. Um, so I do think like, everything you're doing is is helping to build body awareness. But there might be things that are more specific to it, like more body awareness intense, rather than, um, you know, other exercise, which might be like more strength intense, where we're really the purpose is working on strengthening a specific muscle. So I always think about like, you know, it's when we, again, going back to the definition of body awareness, where it's, you know, a knowledge of what the parts can do and how to make the parts move. Um, So I really, for me, it is about movement and understanding like, okay, so let's, let's use the legs as an example, because I think that's the easiest, but the fact that the legs can move in all different directions so like you said different you know left right all the different directions but they can also move independently of one another so it doesn't necessarily mean like both front legs always have to move together or both rear legs always have to move together you know the left side can move together the right side can move together or they can all move independently of each other um but then we can also go to like different body parts. So, like you know, how do I move um, my head? How do I move the back end? You know, so it's 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 like I said, almost anything you can create could be a body awareness exercise. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, um, I, I mean, a nice tucked sit can be body awareness when you have right. a dog that prefers to to sit sloppy. Yeah, is to train a nice tucked sit. Is also body awareness.
0: Yeah, and then for me, if I really, really want to highlight body awareness, and I guess this to me, this is, I do think about it as motor learning. But I'd have to really, it's not just motor learning. It's um, it's building like neural plasticity, like so doing. Mm -hmm. the same thing differently but I do go a lot like when I really 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 am like body awareness is my main goal I go to more of a shaping process than anything like I want the dog to figure it out because again um I think that brings the brain more into it where they have to think about what they're doing yeah now I do think you know that process can, we can get a lot of weird things in it too. So it's, it's not, it's not necessarily perfect. And it's not necessarily like a shaping process where I'm like, I just want the dog to offer movement. I do want very specific movement. um, When I'm, when I'm working on body awareness, I want the dog to recognize, you know, it's a specific body part that I want them to move in a specific way. Um, but it can and we maybe it, have to add it has to be slow yes and I just want them In that process yeah. has to be slow yeah I mean it's just again like I said I it goes back to just that awareness means to me anytime I hear the word awareness that just means the brain is involved they're they're thinking about it it's not just yep. automatic it's not just happening so. Um, it's I think, like, I li I lift my leg and
1: place it there. It's a, it's, it's not an unconscious movement. It's like, I have to do it like this. Yeah.
0: And so we don't think necessarily, um, I, I mean, I guess the question is, is there, anything that is more body awareness than something else or you know like because i i don't think there necessarily is like a hierarchy of like this this is better body awareness you know do you not understand what i'm
1: trying to to say in general to me you can say if you're working if you're working exercises everything is coming down to body awareness when when you're doing it just not yeah when when it's done slow and correctly and it's it's all about body awareness yeah. there is no not um, there is no movement you can say this tip this is developing better body awareness than than another one so i think right. it's all I it think, plays all together
0: yeah i think some things are more challenging than others Mm -hmm. like I know I've had people want to build tail body awareness like you know (laughs) right like be able to move the tail a certain way or more more so avoid moving it a certain way in certain situations but also like um, I think one of the first ones I had come to me it was a, a show dog And they, you know, Mm -hmm. the dog held the tail too high. And so we needed to, you know, try and teach it a lower, to hold the tail lower. And I think that's more challenging because there's not a lot of conscious, I think, conscious um, thought behind a dog's tail movements. I think tail movements are fairly automatic, right? You know, it just kind of happens. And I think that. So trying to bring that awareness to something like the tail, I think is more difficult than bringing awareness to the paws um, or the nose or, you know, stuff like that. So I do think there is maybe a hierarchy and like difficulty of teaching it, but I don't necessarily think like, I don't, I would never say, well, because this dog has tail awareness overall it has betty, better body awareness than another dog I think I think body
1: awareness is something very individual as well so yeah so you can't generalize it it's it's very individual what what is challenging for one one dog isn't challenging for another
0: one yeah so yeah and then we always have to remember like other concepts of of exercise um exercise physiology and how there is there is a difficulty level within those and so certain movements may be more difficult because it is a it is more difficult exercise Mm. so that may not make a lot of sense just hearing it but think about Like I, I traditionally say, you know, for dogs, like forward movement and, uh, up down movement is the easiest movement for them. So we might say with a front paw, you know, if we're trying to get a forward movement, uh, like a forward target of a single front paw, that's going to be easier for Mm -hmm. them than necessarily targeting it backwards um, or out to the side. And that's because like those, like we know backwards movement is more difficult. We know sideways movement is a little bit more difficult. The other, it also goes with, uh, you know, the difficulty of different muscle contractions, right? So a concentric muscle contraction is easier than an eccentric muscle contraction. So if we're asking for movement, body awareness movement, that is a concentric contraction happening, that's going to be easier. So again, using that front paw target type example, you know, a dog picking up their leg, Um, to target something is gonna be easier because it's a concentric contraction of the biceps. It's an easy movement for them. Versus if we ask them to step down to target something, now we have eccentric control of the movement and it's just physically a bit more difficult. So it may take longer for the dog to be able to do they are still both body awareness exercises. You know, they both still achieve our yeah. goal of working on body awareness. And I think it's easier when, when, you
1: do an, when you do an exercise that is already in the natural form of movement, which is forward, it's the natural for, form of movement, more than stepping uh, sideways. So it's, it's easier to learn something that is already in that direction. Than doing something that is not quite normal exactly.
0: you're able to, to,
1: to step down something, but it's not my normal movement, so I have to think more when doing it in fact when i when I step when I step forward and have just have to lift my leg a little bit higher than normal, it's not so wow, this is so different it's just closer to normal than. Than doing something that is like going, stepping sideways, downwards, or something.
0: Yes, exactly. So um, I I love that that like the natural movement is always like anything mm. we do that imitates that is always going to be easier. One, it just it's worked for the dog. Like we they have that history. They know how to do it. Um, it's been reinforced even just in life. And because it is the natural movement, they already have strength for it, right? They've been doing it over and over and over as well. So there's just, like, that just makes me go, oh, yeah, there's so many reasons why that's going to be easier for them. And it's not just about, like, it's easier body awareness. It's easier because of all these I mean, other it's things. Like, maybe Maybe an example
1: is when you're driving a small car all the time. Mm -hmm. it's like parking the small car you know what you're going to do and you know how your 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 car fits in the parking space and then you have to 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 park a very big car you still know what to do you (laughs) but it's different because you have a you have a big a bigger car but in theory it's the same so it's just a different awareness of the situation i mean maybe this is something how you can yeah yeah really? you you have to do the same job but it's like it's it's different because the the situation is a little bit
0: different but it's
1: still the same
0: yeah totally that that is a great example i love it I feel <laughs> pretty much covered i don't i don't know is, is there anything else you want to add about body awareness and I think, I think, the, the,
1: I think this is it. I, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe we could talk about one hour more, but I think we will just repeat ourselves. I think it covers it. And if someone has a question,
0: please feel free to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I do think, um, like I said, I'm always, I'm never not working on body awareness, but sometimes it is um, a higher prioritized goal. So let's say, okay, so here's a question for you, because I know we've talked about lots of different examples, but what is your, like if, what is your most favorite body awareness in quotations (laughs) exercise that you would do? Uh, When I'm
1: working with show dogs, my most favorite body awareness exercise is um, stepping back over a cavaletti. Oh yeah just one step and i i want and i combine it with a uh, single paw targeting so i i make them go left or right first on cue this is my most favorite exercise
0: <laughs> okay i like that that's a good one i hadn't thought about that
1: it's just one it's just it's just one step and then it's like a, it's like a parking in the yeah it's just one step over covaletti. This is yeah. my and and sometimes I use a sensi mat on the ground as well to to help the dogs. But um this is my what what is yours? What is your favorite exercise? So I
0: think it's um somewhat similar. So I do tend to always go to like some kind of individual leg movement because I feel like that's usually mm. the body awareness we want to work on. Like I again I sometimes have people who are like tail awareness or
1: No, like I never had that. Please don't call my my dogs don't have tails.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm gonna say my favorite is an exercise I call Tic Tac Toe. It's it's similar. So okay, I, I I start with the dog in a sitting position, and basically they have to with with front paws, they have to target. Like in the air, but different um, different mm-hmm. areas. so so I call it tic-tac-toe because and what I do is I basically like draw a grid in front of the dog um, and I tell people what you want to do is get the dog to target each box in the grid. Um, so like they sit. They pick up a front paw and they might, like, if they just pick it straight up and keep it medium height, that might be the middle of the grid. But then they also have to go above that, below that, out to the side, towards the middle, up and diagonal, up, like, up and inward diagonal, up and outward diagonal. So you're... You're getting a lot of shoulder range of motion. That's the other reason. I, I know. I said, That's
1: what just what I wanted to say.
0: <laughs> but it is I know also, where you're coming from. <laughs> that it is also body awareness because they have to, they have to think about where they're moving that paw. Right. So it's like the paw, the targeting of the paw is what controls the shoulder range of motion. So it's amazing. Like I'll do it even with my own dogs or when I watch videos of it, I find it really interesting how uh, how so many dogs start out really not precise in their movement, right? They kind of are always, like, if even if the target is moved, they're always aiming for that, like, middle piece, and what tends to happen is the, like, catch the target a little bit, and then the, the client will then move it into place. <laughs> and so it's really interesting in the beginning that the dog was always wanting to move the paw exactly the same, and then the owner's helping them get the different spots. But as it goes along, mm-hmm. they start to build that awareness like, oh, I can actually move it around. Um And I do similar things like in standing positions where I'll have them like, be able to move it all the way around um i think it's my favorite also because usually clients the human part of the team is not as aware of like how much the paw can move like the fact that the paw can move in all those different directions and i'm like yeah and it should and the dog should know how to do that Um, so that's that's my favorite one (laughs)
1: For, I, like for I, the, I, do, I do the one on the ground. hmm Yeah. And,
0: and my I, favorite I, that's one a, that's great. it'll change in a week and then I'll like something else. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, we can, we will ask next time what is your favorite but but mine is one of my all time favorites and but I also like the one uh the the, the, the front uh single part targeting in the front, but I use uh I, I do it on the ground, not not yeah. as much in the air. Yeah because it's just
0: yeah um cool okay well i feel like we've covered body awareness and uh hopefully we've solved the issue of the difference between proprioception and body awareness and how what we're really working on most of the time is body awareness more more than proprioception it's
1: unconscious versus conscious conscious yes right
0: that sums it up yeah easy (laughs) so um, very easy (laughs) so we have news exciting exciting announcement as the (laughs) disc starts to get out in the world isn't it awesome yes um it's very exciting and if if you guys aren't familiar there is a special let's talk canine fitness limited edition that's in uh, beautiful pink with the the let's talk canine fitness logo um, and it is it is a limited edition so there will be there's only a certain number out there um, and then the regular and the, and, and, and it is limited that they won't do another another. Another order of them, but there is, there will always be the normal the paw disc of, course. of the paw disc, which <laughs> is in what what co- what do you call? Because I call it like a teal color, but it what color? I call I, I call it
1: mermaid. But this is something mermaid. because I had um when I had my uh, my former business um there was a, a hair color named mermaid. Uh and it's quite the same and and it was one of my favorite
0: colors and
1: and this is this is why I call it mermaid but it is it is sort of a darker teal yeah it's beautiful Uh, it's very it's very
0: it's
1: it's a very nice color I I really like it and in combination with the pink it looks awesome but you but our listeners might have seen it already on Facebook, Instagram, or our websites, because it's, um yeah, there is a lot going on right now, I'm so, uh, a little bit overwhelmed with the <laughs> feedback I'm getting about uh, the paw Disc. it's it's crazy, it's, it really yeah. is, and I'm very happy about it.
0: It's very exciting, Um, I've had them for a few days, I haven't been able to do much with them yet, because it has, yeah, we had just back from holiday. And it's been kind of crazy, but I'm really excited. I've done a a little bit with it and I'm loving it so far. Um, but yeah, you've gotten some, some good feedback from people that are using it already. It's their, their new favorite piece. Yeah. (laughs) It is I was like oh my and I
1: thought that there was one person who said that and then the next came oh it's my favorite new new favorite piece of equipment and it's awesome because I think people really like the 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 texture of it it's 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 different it's it's it is. It really is different
0: It is a and, different texture and, and I like it I like it a lot like it's not and, and I don't know how to describe it like it's a little bit um
1: it's it's for those who know the paw stackers it's like it's more like the 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 texture of the paw stackers and not as it's not the the disc is not glossy it's
0: right. just right um, yeah that's what I was going to say to me it's like glossy paint versus matte yeah. paint almost yeah exactly and that for lack of a better comparison that i can think of but i like i like it cuz the glossy always seems like more slippery and more um like stiff even um it, whereas it this is a too. little bit more I don't know it's a little bit more malleable like and the dogs don't seem to find it in any way uncomfortable whereas sometimes like I feel like stepping on the disc with the little knobblies they're like "Ooh, I don't like this yeah, I think that's that's
1: a, 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 another big difference than the, the regular disc. There are no knobs. It's uh, the texture is like, uh, uh, how do you say it? You 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 have one. How is yeah, it? It's like, like um,
0: circular lines, kind of. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> mm, exactly.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad you haven't found better words than than where were in my brain. So I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's and, and they really like it because it's so. Yeah, it's there are no knobs because Mm -hmm. most knobs on equipment are very spiky.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's very... um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a nice... A really nice texture to it. Um, So let's talk a a little bit about why... Why the paw disc? Why the need for this piece of equipment? And I'm going to say... I'm do you, you know, you can tell me I'm wrong, but I feel like, you know, we talked a lot about how a lot of the dog fitness equipment is just carry over from the human world and it wasn't yes. really purposefully made for dogs. And specifically, we always came back to the the disc, the human round disc and and saying you know so many people are using that that's like their introduction to canine fitness equipment and it's not really made for the dog and it has a lot of issues with like if the dog's stepping too close to this side like if they're not right in the center it collapses down because it doesn't have a good wall and the texture and the knobblies aren't necessarily nice for the dogs. And there was just a lot of things that we were like, this can be improved upon. I think, I think it made, it made a lot of sense in the
1: beginning of canine fitness using, uh, human equipment, uh, and, and, and the eye and then, um canine equipment came on the market with which was inspired by hum, human equipment. What else? Eh, of course, but now I think we are at the point that we have to uh the development in this field is 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 huge and we have to adapt now with the with the kind of equipment and, and we should improve improve things. Yeah. This is this is my goal with flexiness to to create products that are um they, they make sense they are useful for the dog made for dogs useful and they they should look f- like fun and be pretty but first thing is they they, they are made for dogs they, they are created designed with a dog in mind, with the body of a dog in mind, and not the human body in mind, yeah, and there um, are, and as we can see, there are differences, and I think yeah. the positive thing of the pod disc is it is re, uh because of, of the shape, it is a disc, but very stable,
0: yeah, and so also some of the things I feel like that are more specific for the dog is having a flat surface, a bigger flat surface mm-hmm. to work on, you know, so it's not like you can get two paws on it and you're not necessarily going to have any um, rotation happening in the leg because it's a flat surface for them to target. It's also, I mean, I not mean, the every- standard disc is 36 uh, centimeter.
1: And and the pot is is forty five centimeters. You, yeah. you can you can uh, yeah, it's metric. Sorry, I'm very European.
0: That's okay. No, <laughs> obviously it's bigger, yeah. so there's more room for the dogs, the bigger dogs, to get both front feet without having to be close yeah. to the edges. Um, the other thing, and and of course, not every size dog, but one of the things I really liked about it was it's a flatter surface um that my dog so you know about 40 pounds I guess so medium size but they can sit on it and it's still a nice flat surface but it provides a little bit of instability that they have to work on maintaining their balance while sitting on it you know previously I would always have them do it on on a giant disc and it worked but because of the curved surface I also feel like there was probably some curving happening and some rotation happening in their legs to hold on to it um so that's one of the things like I just like that it's a I, I don't know I like flat surface <laughs> to work yep. on for the dogs so that was that's my big thing um what other what other things do you think were like specific in your mind to to be better for the dog rather than a human product i th-
1: i think it, especially with the pod you're you're working you, you have this flat surface and you you can work close to the ground but you have you can ha- you have an instabi- instable product but it's still it, it's still providing stability depending on the amount on air on on air you're um putting in so so it is safe and it has the size you can work with, meet with one or two. You can work with every size dog. And it's a safe piece of equipment because it's not, it's not roll, rolling, it's, it's, yeah. the, it's, it's stable on the ground.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of force to, to get it to move around. Like, pretty much the dog would have to, yeah, like or run into it and like hit it and make and it. And then, like, Exactly, like, but, but this have, is not what. Yeah, a slippery floor underneath. You know, some like if it's on uh, something yeah. that has good traction, it's really not going to move around. Um And it will need a, a more amount of
1: air uh, as then it comes uh, when 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 out of the box, uh so that it is slightly curved.
0: Yeah. So to, I I have. A whole bunch right now, <laughs> um, <laughs> the office. and yeah, none of them have I haven't put any more air than what they came, and it is slightly um I never remember this convex con it dips in a little mm-hmm. bit, so a little bit of air would flatten it out, and then you could put even more air in to make it more unstable to give it a little bit more movement yeah. So think just like oh so
1: I, I i test we we tested it with a lot of air so it's almo- almost very round uh it the it doesn't harm the disc but it's not necessary doing it yeah. we were we just we just wanted to test what is happening yeah. and put a lot of air air in it so it's quite unstable when doing nah. it but it's not it
0: doesn't need. it's not
1: it's not necessary it's no definitely not
0: i I, I think just like most pieces of of inflatable equipment you know you can change the level of difficulty or what you want from it by different levels of inflation (laughs) so um yeah
1: yeah and, and maybe you maybe you can show when you have one it's not uh it's not um you 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 don't need a ball pump you can it's just a hole in the disc yeah. so for our patrons who have the video yeah. it's just you just uh, need an, a regular pump or you can you are in fact you can uh, use your mouth to inflate it <laughs> yeah it's it's a good exercise for yourself yes. for your lungs after covid we need that so yeah. it, you can you can use your mouth to inflate it but good to
0: know. maybe you but wash it maybe we,
1: wash it before doing it. Because it's <laughs> I I tried it and it was a little bit soapy or something. It wasn't very
0: tasty. But um, you can do it. <laughs> yeah. So otherwise it just uses the standard pump that most of the yeah. um you know fitness equipment uses. So yeah, pretty exactly. Good. We don't we
1: don't ship our products with extra pumps because uh I don't think this is necessary because everyone has one at home or yeah. can buy one. We don't. Uh, yeah. It's just yeah. environmental friendlier. In yes, my exactly.
0: Cause I know I used to, I, I have so many pumps from when I used yeah. to get a pump with each piece. And I was like, I don't need an individual pump for, every piece of equipment
1: yeah when you buy 10 10 pieces of equipment and get 10 pumps it's like oh my god i'm i'm done for the rest of my life
0: yeah yeah exactly so <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so it's i'm super excited about it it's it's like i said i i've been waiting for this i i can't remember how long ago it was now that we started to talk about it and kind of come up with you know brainstorm our ideas and now that it's actually here and we can use it um i'm i'm super excited so i hope everyone um yeah check it out yeah. ask questions leave about us it. feedback how you like it <laughs> yeah leave us feedback um and for those of you who may be on the fence about becoming a patron Um, There are special discounts for the Let's Talk Canine Fitness uh, special edition for patrons only. Other than that, well, I guess let's talk about a little bit about where people can get it. um, Because there are, it is a little different because there is this special edition. So if you want the special edition pink Let's Talk Canine Fitness and you are in North America, you will go through the total canine, so through my website, thetotalcanine.com. If you're anywhere else in the world and you want the special edition, you have the special edition, right, katarina at Flexiness. And then does Campthor also yes. have the special edition? So Camp that, thor canine in in uh, Wales, yeah, also There, have there the are we have. We
1: usually don't uh, sell them to other uh, of our distributors because we we want them to be available through Leslie and I, but in but because it's sometimes in several uh, areas of all in the world it's difficult to just, or very expensive to just um, ship one piece. We decided that uh some of uh, Flexiness distributors can have them in their area as well as re- to, and resell but you won't get discount uh, patron discount with our resellers if you want the patron discount you have to go through Leslie and I
0: yes and then is there anyone else that has the special edition right now or is it just you me and Camthor uh our reseller in South Korea will will
1: have them as well okay perfect um which is
0: hi hannah so south korea um also and then for the regular the mermaid edition that is available through all the that's the yeah
1: if they if they order it if they want to say if they want to carry the product which is highly recommended of (laughs) of course um yeah yeah the regular one
0: and then yeah, so it may be easier to get, if you're not in one of those four areas that we just mentioned, the North America, Europe, South Korea, uh, Great Britain. And UK. UK. But UK still is some sort of
1: Europe, right? Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> it may be easier to get the mermaid edition from your the distributor in your area. Um, I know right now for U.S. North America, I do not have the Mermaid Edition. I only have the Let's Talk Canine Fitness Special Edition. But I think some of the other distributors in the U.S. will carry the Mermaid Edition.
1: Yeah, and if you don't if you don't find them on their websites, contact them and ask them where they are. <laughs>
0: yeah. <Tell laughs> Why them, they don't carry them yet? Yeah, tell them you want it. So yeah, cool. I'm, I'm super excited for it. I can't wait. Um, I have right now I have a office full of, of boxes as I prepare all the shipping to, to start going out to the people who pre-ordered it from me. Um, so hopefully I'll start getting, um, some feedback soon, um, from those people, but I'm, I'm just super excited about this product. I'm, I'm so happy.
1: <laughs> can I tell you what? Can I tell what? you something? Yes. The toy
0: size. The toy size is coming soon. Yes. The, the smaller toy size. I've already had people yeah. ask me for it. And I'm like, it's not out yet. I don't have it. But I'm, yes, that's exciting too. That's and it's, a, it's an awesome combination. Yeah. It's an awesome
1: combination with the regular size, standard yeah. size.
0: And, Perfect. And,
1: so if you want to see pictures, go on our uh, Instagram and Flexiness Fitness Instagram account. You can see Barbara's dog, Kibaki Herweiler. Yes. She is rocking the paw discs in all sizes. It's very yes, nice. Yes,
0: yes. I love that picture. Um, yeah, and and guys, it's also, so if you're a fitness, canine conditioning, um, rehab therapist, professional this stuff is really nice to have in your studio, in your clinic. It looks really good. It just, and people get excited. You know, you may not notice it, but I mean, people see this equipment that's that's specially, obviously designed specifically for the dog and it makes them feel better about what they're doing, where they're going. It it is, I think, um, I don't know. I just think it 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 looks so much more professional. And it, it is positive body awareness because because
1: they don't have knobs they don't like or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To round it up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Anything so. else? Um anything else you want to mention about the paw disc?
1: No, I think that's
0: it. If anyone
1: has questions, you can always ask us, send yeah. me or Leslie an email. Yeah. So, We're
0: Messenger, happy.
1: note, whatever.
0: We're happy to talk about it.
1: <laughs> yes, it's, it's such a, I, I love it. It's, it. Have you ever, have you uh, tried to sit on them yourself? No, I
0: haven't. Try it. It's so comfortable. Okay, I will. <laughs> Um. Cool. Well, then I guess we should wrap up. Um. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Another. We are another almost an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um. Thank you guys all for joining us on our talk about body awareness and the awesome new disk. And uh, remember, stay fit. Stay fit. And stay in the game.
1: game. (laughs) Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: listening to let's talk canine fitness if you enjoyed our podcast don't forget to subscribe rate and review on your favorite podcast app you can find us on facebook instagram and online at www.letstalkcaninefitness.com want some bonuses support us on patreon every month we will release a mini-sode exclusively from patreon questions plus Other special bonuses you will find only on the Let's Talk Canine Fitness Patreon page. This episode was produced by Leslie Eide and Katerina Mattioli. Music written and performed by Moonfly. Music provided by PremiumBeat.com.